Right now in Australia, the state of Victoria is having their elections until 26 November. Victorians have been through some of the longest lockdowns, restrictions and mandates in the world, all because medical authorities would not allow proven natural prevention and treatment options to be used against COVID. Don't allow this to happen again. For freedom, prosperity and health, vote one for Dr. Isaac Golden and the Health Australia Party team. To find out more, listen to episode 126 of this podcast or visit www.healthaustraliaparty.com.au. Hello everyone, it's Eugenie here. Today is a very special episode with an Indian homeopath, Dr. Sanjay Salunki. He has over 30 years of experience and he's also the founder of Homeopathy for Humanity. So I just love synchronicity and I asked a question in an international homeopathic group a few months ago and uh, yeah, just, just asking for some advice and Dr. Sanjay answered my question. And so we private messaged each other after that and we've been having some Facebook chats uh, back and forth over the past few months and it's been lovely to get to know him. And yeah, when I started this podcast, I said, Sanjay, I have to interview you because the homeopathy scene is so different in India to anywhere else in the world really homeopathy is just like mainstream medicine over there they have homeopathic hospitals and the doctors are hugely respected the homeopathic doctors and um yeah it's just everyone on the street knows about homeopathy and speaking of street you will hear uh, the very authentically sounding uh, Indian backdrop in Sanjay's conversation. There's cars tooting and beeping. And yeah, it is very loud. Um, we tried to edit out some of the background noise, but it was very tricky. So my apologies for the sound quality. We did try our best. Um, we hope you enjoy this episode. It's certainly a very different way of, of looking at homeopathy. And it's lovely to see that homeopathy is so accepted in India. And just hearing about the work that Sanjay has done. He has treated a lot of COVID cases, and it's really wonderful to see that the homeopaths in India are now allowed to treat COVID. They weren't initially. Um, and so it's wonderful that they are now able to get some great results with their clients. And as always, we need to keep an open mind. We need to always try to encourage using natural medicine alongside the pharmaceuticals. And I'm just glad that the Indian government has realized that and allowed the homeopaths to start treating COVID to just alleviate some of that stress on the hospitals. And hopefully we can adopt that over here in Australia and the rest of the world as well. So enjoy this episode um, and apologies again for the sound. I'm sure the message will come across though. Thank you. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout podcast, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello everyone and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today we are hanging out with homeopath Dr. Sanjay Salunki, all the way from India. Welcome Sanjay. Thank you, thank you Eugene. It's so exciting having you on today because uh, obviously the scene on homeopathy is very different in India to how it is here in Australia and I can't wait to unpack that all with you today and talk about all the differences. But before we get into that, can you please tell me how you were first introduced to homeopathy and why you decided to become a homeopath? Actually, my becoming homeopath was a little bit strange story. I am not, actually I wanted to be an allopath and I just failed to reach that point just with a 2% of marks. And after that, um, uh, one of my father friend has introduced a new college 
in my city and i was really didn't know what was that about and he said if you are not uh, become allopath then uh, it's better you go for alternative methods and say i said i just wanted to be a doctor so i was uh, went there but um, after learning for those 5 years it turned my perspective to look towards a medical system and uh, i worked really hard during that time in union passing out from college um, it took really really a very hard time to complete those understanding which actually hanuman was intended to teach i follow hanuman i do not follow you you call it classical way right so it was really very difficult to find a way between all those different methods practicing nowadays uh, all over the world and so many different very, methods these days hey yeah but uh, so uh, there are very less teachers uh, who are practicing actually classical homeopathy so i had to work myself alone with the books you can see a lot of library behind me there amazing <laughs> and what year did you qualify i am actually uh, i uh, completed my dhms a diploma first then completed a degree course bhms and after that uh, post graduation md medicine in repertory so you have many decades of experience behind you i think you said about 30 years yeah it's wow. 31st year now what 31st year wow <laughs> and your daughter yeah. is a homeopath as well now hey is she is not she is learning she is in third uh, third year of homeopathy wow so you must have yeah. been a great inspiration to her yeah sure and uh, she actually got admission from government state in physiotherapy but after that uh, when she, uh, her name was also included in homeopathy she just gave up that physiotherapy and chose homeopathy wonderful great happy. choice <laughs> yeah so sanjay tell me what homeopathy is like in india because it is very different to what we experience here in australia can you tell for all of us westerners what we're missing out on because it sounds like homeopathy is very well accepted where you are actually it has been introduced with uh, degrees from universities so we have very uh, used structure of homeopathy in india actually uh, there are near about 28 to 29 states in india and each state is governed by different governments individual government and all those to, uh, total state is governed by a central federal government you call it huh? so the authority comes from the state government if you are practicing in uh, one state if you want to practice all over country then you need uh, permission from uh, cch central council of homeopathy which is under a federal government right so uh, we have uh, university course nowadays uh, what i studied during that time there was a diploma of 4 years now there is degree of 5 years 5 and 1/2 years and after that 
पोस्ट ग्रेजुएशन स्टडी ऑफ एम डी विल गो फॉर टू मोर इयर्स एंड आफ्टर दैट यू वॉट टू गेट रजिस्टर्ड योर डिग्री विथ सेंट्रल काउंसिल ऑफ होम्योपैथी फॉर इंडिया एंड फॉर स्टेट फॉर स्टेट काउंसिल इज देयर ऑफ होम्योपैथी and this is not a individual identity but it is governed by the state government and government of india health ministry <laughs> and nowadays they have uh, given a separate ministry for uh, alternative medicine ayush <laughs> from which they have uh, same standards uh, for allopathy ayurvedic and homeopathy same standards of education same standards of hospitals and even uh, it was not up till now but um, from this covid period they had uh, allotted jobs for homeopaths also in government jobs wow so you have homeopaths working in hospitals alongside medical doctors and you have just homeopathic yeah. hospitals as well um at present there are very few hospitals which are dedicated homeopathy which have dedicated homeopathy but uh, government uh, which are uh, giving jobs for homeopathy in hospital their hospital they are giving a separate dedicated chamber for in which uh, they can practice homeopathy Mm-hmm. But still, most people in India at least know what homeopathy is, right? Like, if you were to walk oh. in the street and ask somebody what it is, they would probably know what it is. In Australia, you know, hardly anybody yes. knows what it is. Yeah, India is actually huge country, and not by land-wise, Australia is very large, but uh, by population-wise, it is uh, very large. and uh, if you compare the population homeopathy new nowadays it's uh, very very little it might uh, be larger population than one of the small country but it is uh, very few as compared to rest of the population of the country why do you think homeopathy is so popular in india because uh, it is approved by government education education there is a dedicated education system and uh, actually it was not uh, purpose of government to promote homeopathy it was when india got freedom in 1947 that time a government was only behind to provide jobs and bread and butter for the population and people was not actually very rich people to earn their own businesses and like that so they open small small educational institute from which lot of people were employed from that pathology gynecology obstetrics huh? all those subjects are taught by uh, allopaths and after that last uh, 20 years i have seen the university university has told all the college institutes that you should teach your students by the degree holders of your own um, uh, faculty 
So now homeopaths are teaching anatomy, physiology, pathology, surgery, medicine, gynecology, and everything. Wow. I just want to uh, clarify for our listeners because mm. this podcast is aimed at the general public. So when Sanjay talks about allopathy, that is a term that's used for just conventional medical systems. Uh, right. talk about allopathy. Yeah. yeah. So Sanjay, do you have any special uh, cases that you like to treat in your clinic? Do you specialize in a particular area or do you treat no. everybody? Um, can you maybe share some cases from your clinic with us? Uh, yeah, actually I am practicing uh, classical way. You call it classical and uh, I am, uh, uh, we call it a uh, Hanuman way. Uh, it's uh, far behind the world new. Actually nowadays we see a uh, lot of classical homeopath practicing a Kentian, Kent homeopathy. And I am bit different, bit older than uh, Homeopath, sorry, uh, can't. So uh, it doesn't matter what you do, but uh, my perspective is looking at everywhere, all as perspective of body as a whole, and I treat almost uh, whole body, all diseases. Okay. And you treat men and women and children. Everywhere. You treat everybody. Right. right. Everybody. everybody. And I would like to. Uh, just tell you one uh, case. Uh, it was a case of uh, one baby. Uh, at present, uh, his age is uh, uh, two years, 24 months. But what was a tragedy when her mother was pregnant, a seven month pregnant, the doctors. Uh, detected the baby was having a congenital atresia of intestine. What atresia means that intestine was having adhesion and stuck together. Lumen was just stuck together and it was not patent. So as baby that time was inside the womb, uh, it was not necessary because uh, mother's uh, uh, she was breathing and everything, blood was supplied from mother. But after birth, baby has to survive on his own. So, um, they was the, prepared for a caesarean section. Uh, but uh, she delivered normally. And uh, very next day, the baby was operated. Very second day after birth. They operated the baby and after that operation uh, they kept baby in an incubator. They, you know that incubator? Yeah. Uh, for one and a half month. And uh, I am just telling a background the story. Huh? And after that one and a half month, after two months baby came home and since then the baby was uh, sick like uh, diarrhea, vomiting, blotting of abdomen and everything. And then the doctor suspected that he was uh, probably having lactose intolerance. And uh, they stopped the mother's milk. They stopped the mother's milk. And they give some uh, thin packed uh, formula. I don't know actually, I don't know, I haven't studied that. And they give something like that. And um, he was uh, 
okay with that box but uh, every month once or twice in a month every 15 days he was uh, sick with the same complaints vomiting blotting of abdomen diarrhea and um, such things and after 18 months of uh, he birth the parents went to the doctor during same episode of uh, illness and uh, said the doctor say probably baby is getting adhesion again and probably we might need to operate him again and uh, the parents was not ready to uh, go for the surgery so uh, they asked doctor if we have two or three months we can uh, have uh, him on medicines and uh, they say okay by the time you can go for alternative ways if you want and uh, actually there was uh, one of my student who teach who is lecturer in the homeopathic college nearby and uh, she contacted me sir there is a case of a baby if you want uh, you can uh, treat her i so uh, i don't know if i able to reverse that surgery part but uh, i might try and i took all the case and uh, what i studied i just followed the pattern of development the baby all those two years the baby now uh, this time it was uh, 18 months of the age right and uh, i just saw and uh, i find in the history one is congenital defect means developmental uh, errors you can call it Uh, basic word a developmental error embryological error right then uh, the baby was vaccinated very second day before going to the surgery for, with uh, bcg vaccine the vaccine is a second part and third part which i notice was they stop mother's milk the role of mother's milk for the first year or say uh first 6 months is very crucial right uh, because it gives immunity to baby and it start develops its own digestive system right huh they stop that food and baby actually lacking his own immunity the bacterial flora which was in his intestine was destroyed every twice in a month by antibiotics so how can he digest not even to talk about the trauma of being separated from their mother for 6 weeks yeah wow. yeah and uh, you can uh, look at these all factors the pattern of development mm. and uh, what i see the allopath was suspected the scar Uh, car acts uh, that injured part surgical uh, operated part of intestine but i didn't find that because uh, i saw that mother is feeding the baby and same food was passing out in the diarrhea undigested it was going down it was not just uh, locking inside the stomach and coming out so i said it was fine the that your intestine is patent it's working 
the baby at present is only suffering from indigestion and that is from his own non development of own immunity so what could you think just uh, you can see or uh, you can ask are you asking me. me for some some remedies no what could you suggest in such a patterns um do you do you mean remedy wise or just what i what i think would yeah whatever um, you like to say you can or well, i i think i would need to know a little bit more about the case but i think i probably approach cases very differently to you so i would probably do a vaccine detox i would probably look at some remedies for grief and loss and separation from the mother right um you know loss of breastfeeding um there's a lot going on there even thiocyanamine is a remedy that's very Sorry. good for scarring even internal scarring so i would probably give thiocyanamine and low potency right. if that was the issue I'd probably give bowel nozos to help support these bowels. So I'd probably prescribe it a bit differently to you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But tell us what you really, did. Really, really. Everything you talk is uh, really good things and up to the point. But first thing, what I noticed was developmental issue was the first thing. Baby was not developed his anatomy well. so his functions of intestine was also means you can call it as developmental errors congenital errors embryological it was not complete during the phase of those 9 months uh, embryonic uh, time huh? so i gone with calcarea fos and it worked really miraculous and baby now is uh, uh, on treatment uh, because it might go treatment go for a long time for mm. year one more year because he needs to develop uh, everything right mm. but uh, in four months i saw he started develop uh, digesting milk wow he started eating a, a small uh, soft biscuits bread and we have that dal you know dal that's uh, yes i love dal yeah dal dal uh, which is boiled in uh, and that water that and mm. dal is also digestible and lot of food he started and consistency of the stool was basically very nice uh, semi solid blotiness of the abdomen was quite normal this is what all just with calcfos yes it was just wow. but i uh, actually given one more remedy to detox was and that was thuja in between after mm. month but i begin with calcfos beautiful thank you so much for sharing that i feel like i can sit here and listen to you talk about cases all day because i love hearing what other cases other homeopaths see in their clinic i'm not really very good to treat the babies but uh, this was the only uh, one or two or between all those 30 years and uh, mm-hmm. i was really happy with this wow and i bet the parents are so happy as well yeah yeah 
because it's very traumatic when our children have to go through things like operations. It's very traumatic, not just for the child, but for the whole family. And you're saving them all those thousands of dollars of having an operation and all that trauma is brilliant. And look at the time. Where is next day after birth? Second day after birth? Wow. That's really amazing. We can't even imagine the baby going for operation uh, during that phase. What sort of cases do you like treating? What are your favorite types of cases? Yeah, that's really difficult to answer. But uh, we can say the area where you live have certain patterns of diseases developing, the way of lifestyle, the eating habits, the way people uh, eat, live, huh? they work, whether they are uh, working hard in the farm or whether they go in the gym, everything depends on this pattern. So we have lot of cases here like uh, liver diseases, like uh, kidney diseases, renal stone. Uh, then uh, I actually, I am, um, uh, uh, during my postgraduate studies, I have thesis on um, what you call that um, efficacy of homeopathy in non-seronegative uh, orthopathy. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, mouthful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seronegative means the arthritis in which in serum studies you don't get anything. And as that was my part, I have seen lot of patients of ankylosing spondylitis, though they are very rare, but I hunted those people around. And I studied mm. that uh, very much. So I get uh, arth- uh, rheumatoid arthritis. I work with uh, even heart diseases. Uh, but not actually very serious type, but uh, carditis and even some lung deep, uh, deep lung, lung diseases. And uh, one of the case, uh, one of the case really I am happy to share was uh, chronic myeloid leukemia and uh, and actually she was uh, released from hospital, doctor said just go home among your people and she might die in eight days. The family was not about to look at the pain so they came to me and uh, told uh, doctor if you can just reduce the pain we know she is going to die but uh, we can't see um, her in the pain so if you can do anything for her pain please do it and uh, i was uh, really blank during that time but i just uh, saw generalized and just given the remedy on single rubric and that was generalized lymphadenopathy generalized lymphadenopathy over body and it was iodome iodome you know oh. and uh, it was miraculous within seven days the lady came walking herself in the clinic <gasps> uh, and uh, i've got goosebumps <laughs> and yeah right and uh, that uh, 
she did a lady survive for next 5 years the wow she died and that's why we do this job it's so great when you see that isn't yeah, it yeah she wow. she died but not due to leukemia but cardiac failure mm. but um, yeah this, this was a very so very different various type of cases come at clinic here Now you also started a organization called Homeopathy for Humanity. Can you tell us about that and why you started it and what work you do with that? <laughs> yeah. I would li- like to share these things because uh, I am connected with uh, homeopaths all over the world uh, through this organization. Actually, uh, our work is not to propagate uh, homeopathy among the general public because i know if you work hard if you work sincere the people will automatically know what you are doing huh? so i need need not need felt need to wake up those people layman people i saw that people homeopath we have lot of homeopath in india we are the only country in the whole world the wear homeopathy is nourished very nicely and uh, and there are lot of ways methods people just following their own brain they following the different teachers right and in all those i found that something is missing whatever i studied uh, i noticed that I want to do homeopathy because it is based on those principle and only because of those principle homeopathy is homeopathy otherwise you can call it anything but it's not homeopathy and when i see the people are ignoring those facts of principle of homeopathy about uh, you say drug potentization understanding the methods of drug potentization then understanding the uh, concept of uh, understanding disease homeopathically by understanding the concept of chronic disease right and uh, one more thing but not least individualization how the uh, disease is limited though it is widely spread in the population the individual patient is individual individual different individual these three point are widely ignored in the uh, among the homeopaths and uh, we just wanted to um, tell people do whatever you want fly however in the skies but don't lift your feet above the foundation stone mm. so it was the intention to teach homeopath the basic homeopathy so you can provide better service to your clients you can and i see homeopathy which hanuman given us is not that uh what you call energy thing or spiritual thing or any something uh, uh, immaterial thing it is very basic same as uh, modern medicine but uh, uh, it's 
जस्ट बॉर्डर लाइन बिटवीन दैट वॉट यू कॉल एनर्जी एंड मटेरियल इट्स नॉट ब्रेकिंग द मटेरियल एंड गोइंग इन टू द एनर्जी फील्ड एंड पीपल थिंक इट इज समथिंग मेंटल योर माइंड इज ऑल्सो फिजिकल लॉट ऑफ पीपल डोंट नो माइंड इज ऑल्सो फिजिकल इट इज अ जस्ट फंक्शन ऑफ ब्रेन same as your function of liver function of your kidney the function of the, your brain is mind mm-hmm. it's physical it's not yeah. energy yeah okay that's interesting i have a thought about it that way and that's why i love speaking with different homeopaths because we all have such different um, ideas but the foundation of homeopathy is the same you know we have a solid foundation uh, on right. which homeopathy is based on unlike allopathic medicine i was having a chat with dr isaac golden just this morning and we were just saying how homeopathy has such a solid foundation that has stayed the same for over 200 years whereas uh, right. conventional medicine allopathy has no base based on anything it's just you know to do a bit of this do a bit of that it's got no foundation that it's based on so i think homeopathy definitely has an advantage yeah we have a, a solid scientific principle on which uh, our medicine is uh, it's not really very different uh, between uh, modern thinking of modern medicine it's just a perspective to look at disease it's not mm. about medicine you're giving your own medicine they give your their medicine and um, we uh, look at disease differently that is only different and probably people not uh, able to communicate the modern scientific world i'm talking about homeopaths the not able to communicate and that's why there is a gap between the understanding of both system if uh, hanuman was alive in this time this gap could be have been finished yeah and uh, so i'm wondering yeah? sorry you you finish uh, we work with the organization we connect with the people we listen to the people people means i am uh, talking about the homeopaths right uh, we talk understand their own uh, thinking how they think about homeopathy and we try to communicate homeopathy in the way they understand homeopathy we tell them hanuman's way in the way they understand that's way uh, the people could understand more better and i am happy lot of people nowadays been uh, thinking of uh, this perspective of practice गवर्नमेंट मिनिस्ट्री सो दे हैड टोल्ड दैट होमोपैथ कैन ट्रीट केसेस बट नॉट सीरियस केसेस अर्लियर इट वॉज वी आर नॉट अलाउड टू हैव एनी कोविड केसेस 
but um, uh, we used to treat unofficially we uh, don't ask patient to go for testing but we know that it was covid because people who are coming in huge numbers and um, we just uh, stop testing them and uh, they were off the record but uh, mm-hmm. after one year uh, since covid government has uh, uh, released advisory that homeopath also can treat cases in their hospital but uh, my not serious cases but um, mild and moderate cases And uh, I also uh, seen uh, saw near about 600 cases in the last 4 months yourself yeah 600 wow. uh, second wave was really really horrible in my state it my state was very extremely hit uh, almost 10 to 15000 cases per day we are having there And how have you kept yourself strong through all of this? Have you had covid or have you managed to keep yourself strong <laughs> after 600 people? I don't know whether I had or I haven't had but um, it was just some sometime I used to had some sore throat and I uh, took the medicine and it uh, gone. So I don't know if it, that was covid or not. But uh, we uh, had a precautions so a clinic we used to sanitize or sitting capacities facilities in the clinic every uh, patient uh, all the patient all call um, on the time one at a time but often uh, huge number was uh, infecting so it was really difficult to manage those number because look i am not practicing at the town that you are living apart it is very big city my place is very small one just 5 uh, kilometers area circumference but population is almost 200000 uh, it's small place but the hospital capacity is uh, 2000 government hospital capacity is 2000 and uh, covid capacity was increased uh, to uh, 2000 more so 4000 beds capacity we had here and uh, listen we are having almost 1000 cases every day so it was quite impossible the whatever capacity you are having medical capacity was full for next 3 weeks in just 4 days and where wow. where the other people will go uh, yeah it was really horrible <laughs> but uh, somehow uh, we managed there were we have seen lot of deaths and i am happy none of death we saw with homeopathy i was just thinking i hope somebody is keeping a record of all of these cases because it will be lovely to see um you know how homeopathy helps because obviously with the flu pandemic in 1918 the homeopathic hospitals then had a huge success rate and the death rate in the homeopathic hospitals were was it less than 2% and in the allopathic hospitals it was much more i don't want to say how much because i can't remember the numbers off the top of my heart but i know off the top of my head 
I do remember that um, homeopathy has had very great success in epidemics over the past 200 years, so it's going to be interesting seeing at the end of this what statistics are out there. Yeah. And what work the homeopaths have done. Yeah. And uh, COVID uh, period was really bad. We haven't yet ended the second wave. And we are at the gate, uh, doorstep of third wave. And we don't know how it could be happening. But uh, we need to get prepared. And uh, we need to uh, uh, make awareness for the general public to take care of themselves. And this uh, all time will be go off soon. I pray for God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sanjay, can you tell me before we finish off um, a little bit about how people can get hold of you if they want to find out more about your work? Have you got a website, or have you got a website for humanity? For uh, sorry, let me open for humanity. Or how can people get hold of you? You can. Uh, Follow me on uh, Facebook. We have Facebook uh, pages. We have Homeopathy for Humanity uh, website. But I think uh, in these two years, as we were absolutely busy in this uh, pandemic, it was not updated. So um, uh, probably in a couple of uh, months after COVID finished, we will look after that. Uh, website also so just for a bit of fun right here at the end can you tell me your top three remedies and why oh my god (laughs) that's tricky (laughs) huh that's really tricky it is tricky out of eight thousand i think eight thousand six hundred remedies we have now (laughs) so what's your top three (laughs) that you can't live without okay I will just try, but it's not a stone. Huh? Uh, I will classify it into the active remedies. I will go with uh, Econite and Belladonna. Mm-hmm. And uh, in minerals, I will go with Calcareas and uh, Phosphorus. You're cheating and now. You only you're only allowed three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, that's what I'm telling you. The whenever I look at uh, this mineral or uh, plant, plant I love pulsatilla. Pulsatilla, lovely. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And a uh, lot of cases I have treated uh, with this of COVID with pulsatilla. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. And what common symptom I saw was loss of smell and lot of taste in uh, rest of, uh, along with the symptoms. Okay. So, uh, another one, I like uh, using snake remedies like um, lachesis and uh, crotalus. I saw an article just this morning that they are now saying that the venom of some or other viper in Brazil is showing to be 
useful for COVID symptoms. And then I was thinking, well, that's interesting because in homeopathy, we have loads of remedies made from snake venom. And right. a lot of it has to do with, you know, clotting and blood and bleeding and those sorts of things. So Botras. I oh, interesting. Yeah, botras. And interesting what you say about pulsatilla because uh, I haven't treated anyone with COVID, but uh, I've heard that the symptoms change very frequently with COVID. Right. And right. pulsatilla obviously is a very changeable remedy. So it's interesting that you say that. I can see how that works. If you are having a symptom, loss of smell, loss of taste, or altered, altered taste or smell, along with rest of symptom, along with some digestive system, and lot of changeability in all those respiratory, upper respiratory and deep respiratory symptoms. Fever, fever without thirst. Pulsatilla is thirstless. Just go with the symptom. And mm. those uh, pulsatilla was really my daughter actually was treated first with the pulsatilla for COVID. And uh, she came out really fast. Just wow. in uh, three or four days, she was okay. Wow, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. oh, Sanja, it's been so lovely chatting with you. I've been looking forward to our chat because we've been Facebook buddies for a little while. So it's so lovely to get to yeah, speak with yes, you today. Thank you, thank you. I thank love you so it. much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.